0: Look alive, all of ya. I'm Retronomic, looking for new games that bring retro back from the dead. And this is Retrograde. It's where we look at lists, countdowns, and count-ups. And today we'll be looking at isometric gimmick puzzles, I guess, is a good name as any, I guess. Uh, I don't really think there's a genre for this other than that, you know, it's a puzzle game. Uh, So it's lumped in with the rest, but it's basically going to be games, anything like uh, Monument Valley. So it's Monument Valley clones, if you know that game. And uh, it's basically just, you're using a gimmick of some sort to follow paths and find different paths to get to an exit. And uh, most times it's a uh, perspective puzzle. So you'll be like, turning the level itself around to try to get to uh, a way where one path will meet with another through its perspective, although they don't normally connect, and then you'll be able to use that path. It's a fun genre, but it's actually not used enough. Um, I believe that a lot of these games on this list are really good, but I'll admit I could only fill up 10 with a dishonorable mention and an honorable mention that's somewhat along those lines. Even one of the games on this list is going to be uh, not so much along the same genre, but uh, it, it still works, I think um, So we're starting off with number 10 Ella's Dimension Ella's Dimension is just basically more of the same. It's uh, if you liked Monument Valley You'll like Ella's Dimension if you finished that and you don't have any more to play then yes Ella's Dimension's for you I mean it does get creative in some of its levels um, I thought it was still a really fun game it didn't feel like uh, a whole bunch of the same levels or recycled or reused from any other games that I played on this list but uh, yeah it still had its own thing and uh, you know had some creativity to it but mostly it was the perspective puzzles the uh, levels themselves have maybe a bit of a different color scheme but other than that it's you know square rigid you know pathways and towers and little roofs on top with flags i mean that's what most of these games look like so there's not much to say about that um but also the character itself you know she looks all right she's like sort of alice in wonderland type of looking thing uh not the same colors but you know she looks you know all right like she's a fish out of water inside of this strange dimension you know so yeah that's basically Alice dimension i mean there's not much to say about it it's a fun game but it doesn't do much difference, so that's why it's at number 10. Uh, number 9 would be Diragon. This is actually a pretty fun game. I was surprised by this one. Uh, I thought it was going to be more of the same, and it starts out that way. But eventually, it actually turns into, um, like, mini-games with these mechanics. So you have the mechanics of Monument Valley or any other game like it. And uh, the only thing is, they use that to do all kinds of different stuff. So it's like you're solving this own little puzzle in each level and it seems like you're actually doing something different each time or most times every three two to three levels i'd say it changes up to something new that you have to figure out and it's always really fun it just did a great job at playing this game the only thing is it looks again the levels look a lot alike uh, most of other games like this i mean there is some varied stuff it's not exactly as uh the same as l's dimension you know, so there is the spires with roofs and flags on top. But, you know, other than that, there's some different colors going on. There's uh, uh, different objectives as well for the gameplay. I mean, it really did a great job with that. Uh, the character himself, though, is I guess it's a he. I could be wrong. It's a uh, block with eyes. That's about it. So, yeah, it's not the most amazing thing in the world, but, you know, it actually makes up for anything that's similar or just OK. Uh, in its gameplay because of how much fun that is. I mean there's just tons of different mini games there's even a DLC in quotes <laughs> uh, just an update that gave it some more levels and that's actually really fun too. It gets pretty tricky with its levels as there's uh, one level where you have a layer that you're playing on with all kinds of different paths and then below that you have another layer that shows what paths you can take now that gets upped in difficulty later uh because you have two layers now so you have to find a way to make it so both those layers are like put together almost you know uh you have to follow whatever paths are on the second layer and third layer and then of course the next level after that is um two layers as well but the third layer is up actually upside down so you have to try and figure out okay if i turn this around if i was able to then uh (laughs) I, I could see what paths are going on the bottom as well as the second layer. So yeah, it gets pretty difficult. I'll admit a lot of the levels are very difficult, in fact, um, but still really fun. It's uh, just a good time the whole time. Next up is Evo Explorers. This was an awesome game, actually. I, I kind of like this one a little bit more, um, obviously, uh, since it's at number eight, um, than Daragon. I mean, only because it has a really interesting narrative to it it's something of, uh, you're saving this planet that, you know, just flew too close to the sun sort of a thing. And, uh, it has a really great narrative, really great story. It feels story driven in fact, because there's always some kind of stop into the, uh, between levels where they'll talk about something to do with the planet or, uh, You know some lesson that can be learned either you know for the game or for life itself you know um the look of it is still a lot of the same but they sort of did their own take on it i will say that the color scheme is good um it sort of feels like you're in this other planet i'll say that even if there's not much else to see it's just the way they set it up it still looks like it's something else you know and uh the presentation actually gives you some uh Feel of actually you know being in a different world the character himself is like this little robot kind of looks like Wally almost and uh, yeah and you're uh, just going through trying to solve the puzzles to you know progress and get to a rocket ship and fly away I mean it's actually really cool when it comes to that stuff um, the gameplay itself is a lot of the same stuff I will say it's much more tricky than like Ella's dimension it's uh, I'd say it also does deviate from the usual stuff of like Monument Valley so it's not just perspective puzzles but it's mostly perspective with like wrenches thrown in to sort of make it a little harder and uh, give you different objectives rather than doing uh, just perspective puzzles and yeah it's really fun though I thought this was a great addition I think it's a maybe a $1.99 the other two that I've mentioned were free. While this one was I think $1.99, it might be $0.99 cents now, um, I, at the time I had gotten it for 2 bucks. And I'll admit the experience is really short, um, so I don't know, I, I would say it's worth it. But if 2 bucks is too much for how long you get, it's a bit short for that price. So I would say, you know, use your own judgment. I thought it was definitely worth it because um, it's a fun game. And like I said, that narrative is really well done. Uh, it almost has a bit of a feel of, like, uh, if Earth had, uh, you know, reached too far for uh, technology. Like, it even has a cassette tape that's alive. It's, it's like a sentient mixtape. I don't even know. It's a cassette, you know. I don't know if anybody knows what cassettes are these days. But, yeah, it, it was kind of fun to have that little guy telling you what's going on. It's almost the narrator, but he's talking to Evo, the uh, robot which of course is you so it feels like he's talking to you and and it's just a fun narrative um the gameplay was challenging and interesting and the look of it was actually somewhat different even if it's still the same so i would definitely say to check that out um it's up to you two bucks that's not too bad in my opinion but next up is loopables number seven loopables it's a really interesting kind of game it's it's not quite the same as uh all the games before it i mean uh, the look itself, it looks a lot more like a koi pond, as well as like um, tiles and all that, but I mean, it's not the same as, you know, what you've already seen. I mean, I'm telling you, it's really interesting looking. Um, it kind of feels zen-like, you know, that sort of idea. Um, you actually play a white little robot, um, almost like, oddly enough, uh, like the Eva, I think her name is, from wall Uh looks kind of like that actually a little bit of a big hero six as well for the head Uh, but yeah you're uh, going across these paths and the paths make it so uh, sometimes it'll change like uh, you step on one tile it'll move to somewhere else it'll make it either so you cannot use that again or you'll use it somewhere else on the level and basically why it's called loopables is that you have to loop around the level back to the beginning and the puzzles in this get darn tricky they are actually uh, pretty challenging and what makes it kind of special you know more of a gimmick is uh it doesn't have the perspective idea but it does have this um mechanic where you double tap the screen it makes it so you're suddenly in this shadow world i guess you could say i don't know <laughs> what to call it it's it's a bit uh unnerving i'll say that because everything's inverted colors as well as the music that's playing normally plays backwards it's not meant to be a, a creepy type of thing but it kind of comes off as a little bit like weird to get out you know it's like what the heck is happening yeah <laughs> um just backward music in general kind of sounds eerie to me but uh yeah so you use that so that way you uh you'll find like unreveal. you know um different blocks that weren't normally in the level. Now you can move those blocks wherever you need to. The only thing is sometimes, you know, uh, they'll be on a higher level. So if you move it and it drops down level, you cannot pick it back up. You can move it around still, but it will not go up a level. So you have to be careful on where and how you uh, place all these different uh, stones or tiles, whatever you want to call them. And uh, yeah, it's actually really inventive, really cool. I I was surprised by this one because it looked like more of the same, but with a different uh, coat of paint, I guess. It looked really good graphically. I mean, the the world is really nice looking. Like I said, it's almost like a koi pond almost. It looks really amazing. Um, But I thought it was gonna be more of just perspective puzzles. Instead, it took it to this thing where you have to switch between uh, this shadow place and this regular world and using different switches and things like that. And you actually don't guide uh, you don't uh, get to move the character. The character moves on its own. What you're doing is guiding him. At certain points, you'll be able to turn him. certain points, it'll stop so you can turn stuff on or, you know, flip a switch. Uh, and then you, of course, keep him going again. And it's really interesting how they did that. Uh, I love the puzzle mechanic they have for this. And I'd say Looper is uh, loopable. I mean, is definitely uh, one to check out. In fact, it's actually, uh, I'd say it's a free game. So, you know... It's something to play, I'm telling you. Check it out, don't just try it, actually play it. It's a great game. Number six on this list is Dream Machine. Uh, This one actually, even though the name comes off as like a uh, fun, nice type of game, Dream Machine, that sounds like something fanciful, it actually looks and feels very like somber, like almost depressing type of, or oppressing, I guess um type of world it's uh sort of dark colors grays and and uh you know different variants the character it, this little tiny robot once again looks more like uh, i'd say also wally i guess but uh maybe a little more like johnny five i don't know but uh if anybody remembers that one the story doesn't match the way the levels and the world looks um the story is actually sort of like it is an oppressive story but it's done in a cutesy type of way so yeah it doesn't ever feel like it should be sad but the uh the world itself looks so oppressive it's like industrial and uh a lot of clockwork type of stuff um in fact uh the menu itself is a clock that you'll turn around in order to uh figure out what you want to, uh, what level to go to and things like that. It's really fun in that respect. I mean, there are snippets of, like, something to say. Like, each level has a different uh, quote, I'll say, that they came up with. And, uh, yeah, that's really cool. I like that. Um, but other than that, it's, it's just a lot of different puzzles with um, some really cool mechanics. It's not perspective. It's more about uh, cranking. And winding and things like that hitting switches in order to move the level around Um, you'll take a path and you'll have to wind it so that way the path moves to a different spot or you know uh, you'll have to hit a switch it will make it so whatever path you're on will move upward or turn to a different spot so that way you can reach another path now Um, something that was different about it actually is that they actually have boss battles really interesting that they uh, implemented something like that. You didn't see that in any of the other games. And this one actually made it so you have a boss, multiple bosses, and even they come off as creepy too. You have a jack of the box you have a nutcracker, you have a teddy bear. It kind of makes the little theory fodder type, uh, you know, bubbling around in my head. The hamster's running on the wheel. The puzzles themselves, uh, they actually get the, you know, cogs turning in the brain. I mean, it it's a lot trickier than it looks. You'll have levels where you split into two and have to control two different robots. Um, other times, you have a robot that's just on autopilot. I liked the gameplay of it because it actually feels like you're playing through this, you know, sort of somber type of world. I mean, everything looks somewhat the same as usual, uh, as Monument Valley with the spires and the paths and all that. You know, maybe even little flags. I think I saw a couple in there. I mean, they can't go without those flags, I swear, and, uh, but it still, uh, felt different enough, it still feels like this sort of, uh, melancholy type of tone to it, and the gameplay, I mean, the levels get really tricky, and the bosses are really cool, the fact that they have bosses in a game like this, I-, I thought was really creative, and you have to take them out in a certain way, I mean, the first boss is too easy, but other than that, I mean, it starts to get, you know, a little trickier. And uh, it was just a fun game, I'd say. I mean, the idea of it uh, really works well with it. The uh, clockwork type of thing, you know, you're turning different cranks to make it so everything starts moving in a certain way. And then you have to use that to your advantage. It's a really fun game. I'd say definitely check this one out. I believe this one was uh, also $2. Um, So it's not a bad price again, but I would say this one's a little more worth it because it actually lasts quite a while. I mean. It's not the longest game, but still it's longer than Evo Explorers. Um, So yeah, I'd still say it's worth the two bucks at least. So check it out. Number five is uh, kind of a deviation from this kind of gameplay. I mean, I'll admit there was not a whole lot of these games that that I thought, and I wanted to round it off at 10. So I started looking for something that's almost like it. And while it is different, it's kind of the same core mechanics I mean uh, it's not perspective puzzle it's more like a 2d isometric game and it has like or 2.5 D even because you have uh, different levels of this level you know different uh, layers to it so you'll be going across a path on the top and then you'll have to find a way to make it so you can get to this um, second path and then a third and lower and lower or even uh, farther out, you know? So it has a definite isometric feel to it and uh, plays kind of like uh, the Monument Valley games, but it's not. And this game is Cell 13. Um, You play a little robot ball. I don't know why there's so many robots in this dang thing. There's Daragon with a block, Evo Explorers with a robot, uh, uh, Dream Machine with a robot. I don't know what's going on with these robots, but yeah. Either that are little girls like Ella's Dimension and Monument Valley. I don't know what's up with that, but hey, whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, this one's actually really cool. You're like the shape of a tire, but you're white and you have a black uh, little interface in the middle where your eyes are. Uh, and yeah, you move that along the paths, but the only thing is you'll have enemies, you have different traps, um, you have to use teleporters at, at, at different points um, in the level. I mean, like Within the level, there's like 20 different teleporters that you have to use. Not really, but I mean, you know, that's an exaggeration. But man, it gets really difficult in this game. But all added to that, the character himself is kind of a smart ass to you. He, he's a funny character. He, he's a bit of a jerk to you, but in the playful way, I'll put it that way. So you have a good time, sort of just going along this game and him, you know, saying oh good job or or saying yeah yeah jerk you know or something like that. I don't know what the heck to, how to put that. But it's a really fun game, very difficult. Um, While it's not exactly the traditional type of gameplay that's on these lists, um, it definitely starts to, uh, it still feels like it works with that mechanic, um, as well as it has its own gimmicks, you know, and it's, it's pretty hard. I mean, you have to unlock doors, you have to you know, use the teleporters, you have to hit switches that make it so you can traverse the level more. It feels like a 2.5D type of Monument Valley, I'm telling you. It's a really great game and really fun to play. I love the, the little character that's just totally talking crap on you somewhat and, you know, still thanking you along the way the entire time. Um, so, yeah, Cell 13. This is a bit higher, I believe, if I'm right. Uh, it's, uh, I believe it was... 4 dollars It might have been 3 dollars at the time. Cell 13. It's worth playing either the demo or paying for it outright. I mean, it's that good of a game and will last you a while. This next one up, <laughs> number four on this list, goes back to the traditional style, but man, this one is a mouthful. Uh, Epic Journey, Dragon Land, and Legend Thrones. What the heck is that name? I mean... This, the name alone might turn you away from wanting to play this game and it took me quite a while to even want to get around to it. The only thing that got me to play it was, you know, what caught my eye uh, and put it in my wish list. in fact, to play uh, was this thumbnail of the character itself. It looked like almost something out of Oceanhorn or like uh, if they made a mobile uh, Zelda game or something, you know, and that's kind of how it feels, actually. Uh, the game itself, when I finally did get around to planet, uh, uh, it is free, by the way, um, it's, it feels almost like you're on a quest, it's still level-based, um, it's not that deviating from the, uh, concept of it, uh, of most of these games, it's level-based, you know, you're playing a character, going along paths, um, but... You sort of feel like you're on this quest because the levels themselves are always different and varied. Um, Sometimes you'll be going through caves, other times you'll be going through like lava areas. You know, you'll be going through castles, you'll be going through uh, forests. It's really cool and actually it felt like, yeah, if they made a Zelda Monument Valley, that's what this would be. You know, it's not like a big amazing quest and I'm not trying to compare it to Zelda itself considering, you know, Legend of Zelda is a completely different animal. Um, but it does give you this quest type of feel, even if it's sort of a fake quest, you know, it's illusionary. Uh, but it felt really fun. I mean, as well as the story itself, it's supposed to be that you're trying to find uh, this dragon who's been sort of ravaging the place. And along the way, you're going to be running into all kinds of little baby dragons. And uh, sometimes you will use them to your advantage, actually. But other times they'll be yeah, shooting fireballs at you or doing something where they shoot up spikes somehow. You know and you have to figure out how you're supposed to move them around not to mention move yourself and uh, traverse the paths but also of course you have uh the usual type of thing of switches and cranks and things like that as well um so yeah they did a great job with this the only thing i wish they would have done was add some levels where um you have to use a shield or a sword because they give you the idea of that when you're playing through the game, you pass these statues and it feels like those statues are supposed to be some momentous thing, you know, like a, a, a something where something actually happens, like gives you something, you know. So, you know, I, one of them holds a shield, one of them holds a sword. So I was thinking that, yeah, that's what I'm going to be doing when I got there. It's just a statue. That's it. Nothing more kind of a, a letdown, I'll admit so yeah I don't know I just felt like they could have had some levels where yeah you hold your finger down on the screen to make it so you're blocking the fireball that's gonna shoot you know uh, or you uh, eventually get a sword and you have to actually you know get up behind different uh, enemies to you know quickly hit them and then ta-da, they'll disappear and open up the path more uh, so that was a little bit of a letdown but other than that it's still really fun and had a lot to do in it there's a lot of levels um, the story itself is kind of like uh, a quest story, but I mean, it's actually prolonged a bit. You know, it, it goes on. You know, there's a narrator. The narrator in between will tell you things and stuff like that. Kind of like Dream Machine or Evo Explorers. And uh, it was really fun. I, that's the most I can say about it. It was just a really fun playthrough. It feels like you're playing a quest. So, yeah, if you're looking for, not RPG, of course, but something along the lines of a Monument Valley with a rpg type of feel um then yeah this is something to play i mean i loved devonium valley that's why it's at number three it's awesome they're they're the ones who started this whole gimmick isometric puzzle thing i, I don't even remember what i decided to call this i guess yeah isometric gimmick puzzles uh and yeah it's uh they were always really good i mean they have this artistic feel to it as well as the story itself in the first game at least uh felt very artistic And uh, it was an interesting idea and that you know you had to use uh, all these different perspectives in order to get through the dang levels I mean I say dang because they do get difficult and there are a lot of levels you know you eventually yes have to use uh, cranks and things like that as well Um, but it sort of blends everything seamlessly as well as this is where the look started so it doesn't feel like it's copying itself it's just where the look came from that everyone else started to copy of these uh you know rigid square type of paths and these uh spires with the you know little roofs with the little like i don't know why they all have to have flags on top but yes uh this one started it so it doesn't feel like it was just doing the flags for no reason you know um but yeah i love the story of this this actually has a really interesting type of story of of crows and and you're a little girl that's sort of stuck in this world, and you don't know exactly what's going on. But you're on a on some kind of journey of your own, and uh, you seem to have an idea of what you're doing. But the player himself, uh, yourself, um, you don't know what the heck's going on. So it's kind of cool the way it ends in that in that respect. You know, I don't want to give anything away, but yeah, it's a great ending, and uh, I love the story of this. The gameplay it is very tricky. It gets uh, pretty difficult as the game wears on I believe that this one is $1.99 but the next game in the series is $4.99 and it actually ups its game I mean it adds a lot more variety to it Um, you're not only playing uh, a a daughter but you're also playing a mother as well so you're playing two different characters at different times or at the same time and uh, it sort of feels like it's a coming of age story so the story is a little bit more traditional than artistic but it's still done in a way that feels artistic, that looks beautiful. And in fact, the uh, levels themselves look uh, decidedly different from anything else on, on, the, on this list uh, when it comes to uh, the usual, you know? Like, everybody copies Monument Valley for its look. Well, this one went, no, I'm not going to copy that same look. I'm going to make it look different. And it does. It, it definitely still has the, you know, all that spires and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, it still looks very different. It has some intricate design going on. It has some world building and stuff like that. It looks great. Um, the story itself is actually pretty interesting. I mean, I liked it. Um, it wasn't the artistic story that it had before, but it still has an interesting story of a girl trying to make it on her own, a a mother who wants to let her go at the same time doesn't, you know, and it's really cool, really interesting. And it's sort of like let you know that yeah you can uh you still have something to come back to even if you're going out there into the world you know and uh the gameplay is just more of the same but totally different i i don't know how to stress that enough it's very challenging a lot of levels and uh, i'd say it's still definitely worth the 4.99 price tag so monument valley series something to pick up it'd be six bucks total for both games but it's worth it i mean there's a reason why so many people decided to copy it next up at number two i believe also was 4.99 i've already done a re- full review of this and i'd like to do a full review of other games on this list um but you know this was something that's already out there if you want to check out that um if not well this is the shorthand version uh, <laughs> um, alter between two worlds uh this was actually a really cool surprise Um, It looked at first from the uh, pictures like it'd be something along the lines of Monument Valley or those alikes, you know. But uh, this is actually something really interesting. Uh, It took a different take on the isometric view gimmick puzzle, you know. And uh, so what you do is you start out in this world, you know, and you're trying to traverse it a little bit. You go into like this ancient ruins. So the look of it is really beautiful. I mean, the backgrounds and all that stuff, the only thing is... (laughs) doesn't quite fit with the characters the main character as well as the enemies have this sort of cyberpunk feel to them while the world itself looks like more like a um, nature and ancient ruins and things like that you know so it doesn't quite fit but still works there is a narrative and that narrative I don't know what it is I mean it doesn't really tell you what the story is in the description it said it's like an epic journey of loss and regrets and happiness and you know, salvation or something, and it had nothing to do with that. From what I saw, I didn't really see a story of any kind. It just felt like there was a narrative. So I, I don't know how to explain that. You'll see when I when you play it yourself. Um, but this was really fun, really cool. It has a great mechanic of switching between a light and dark world, and you can only do that at certain tiles. So you have to actually. Go to one tile, switch to the dark world, and then try to figure out some kind of puzzle there to make it so you can keep progressing on the path that you want to go in the light world. Uh, Most times it's an exit that you want to get to, and it's really really cool. I mean like my gosh, this game has some style to it. It's interesting and uh, it has some really tricky puzzles in there. You can uh, actually use a box that teleports a laser from the dark world into the light world And that way you can use that laser, you know, move the box that's shooting this laser um, to kill all the enemies that are on the screen, you know? So, yeah, it's really interesting how they did this. You actually have enemies. They will not move in the um, light world, maybe, and then move in the dark and vice versa. You'll have, uh, you know, some things where you have to block things around or hit switches or put something on a switch to make it so it'll stay. And uh, it's really interesting how they did this. It gets kind of... uh, not out of hand but uh intricate i'll say that where you know you're having to switch between the light and the dark world solving puzzles in both worlds and sometimes in fact half the time uh, the puzzles in the dark world will help affect the light world or vice versa and so yeah there's a lot going on with this game it's really interesting really fun and felt like definitely its own game. Like while Monument Valley obviously was its own game, all the games that came after it felt like trying to copy that or find some uh, of its own original idea with those mechanics and that gameplay. This feels like it's its own game. You know, it just has the idea of an isometric thing Um, so it looks like it's supposed to be along those lines, but definitely feels like you're playing a game of its own and was really original, really fun. And just, my gosh, it's, it's hard as heck to play, but there's a lot of levels and a lot of fun to be had in this. It looks beautiful. Like at times you'll be in a forest. Other times you'll be in complete darkness. Um, but yeah, it works great. And they did a great job on creating this game. Uh, number one is actually a pretty dark game. And by that, I don't mean like how Dream Machine had this uh, oppressive feel to it. I mean, it's a full on like almost uh, horror thriller, I'll say. Not really horror, but you know, it's a twisted dark kind of game. Uh, <laughs> and I'd like to do a full review of this at some point. Uh, number one spot is Where Shadow Slumber? I had actually been following this before the game came out and I believe it's $4.99 as well. Um, There are free games on this list, but all the games that I put on this list I collected over time. As well as they, uh, you know, they're definitely worth every penny. So, you know, you won't feel regret if you do buy them. They usually range from $1.99 to $4.99. I've never seen anything above that and, you know, five bucks for a full on game. Uh, I would say is worth it. And two bucks for the sort of shorter experiences, it's not bad. I'll say that. Two bucks I can do pretty easily and uh, often. Five bucks, not so often. But yeah, when you, when I get the $5 ones, they're probably the best ones. And this one is no exception. I mean, it starts out, you're playing this uh, sort of bishop looking snowman. I don't know how to explain that. Uh, but my gosh, it gets dark from there. You, you just traverse this little forest, then, uh, as you get the mechanics, you know, sort of like a tutorial, um, they just set you out into the world and these three were-animals suddenly show up. Uh, there's a, like a were-leopard, a were-wolf, and a were-lion. And they just kick the living crap out of you. I mean, they beat you up. There is, like, I think there's blood in this game, in fact. It's the first game like this that had a very dark tone. And it even gets darker as the game moves on. So then you end up in this uh, cell, and there's this uh, lantern that you found. And luckily, you happen to find it again. And it makes it so when you use, this is the gimmick of it, uh, when you use... Uh, shadow and light, it changes the level itself. Um, so sometimes you'll have a pillar in front of you, you know, so you can see that there's this path that's t- completely broken and run down, you can't get past it. Then you go behind that pillar and come out the other side, and ta-da! Now the the shadow that passed over that uh broken bridge is now completed again. As well as the world itself, it feels like a world. It doesn't feel like you're, you know, on a grid with a background. It feels like you're in a different place. Like, uh, as you get out of the cell, you're now having to escape a giant prison. And each level looks like it's a giant prison with, uh, you know, different aspects of it. Um, it's not just paths as well. So you have a lot of, uh, you know, uh, level world building and, and immersiveness even, I'd say. Um, sometimes you'll have to use shadow for, uh, turning on or off a, uh, machine or uh making it so certain (laughs) there's a lot of that one that's really fun actually um is using the shadow to make things appear so sometimes you'll have you know no door there or something like that a best example would be the graves site Um, you eventually get to a graveyard and you have to use the shadows in order to make uh different headstones appear or disappear and then eventually after so many times of doing the shadows in different areas different spots you have to find the right combination of of uh passing shadow over these different spots to make it so now there's stairs going down one of those tombstones or graves you know uh, into the grave into this underground area and uh so that really got really tricky it's really fun it's got lots of uh really challenging puzzles i mean i love the puzzles in this as well um i guess if if you like monument valley it's not along those same lines. In fact, I'd say it's a completely different animal, but um, it still has the same mechanics, I'd say, when it comes to you know tapping around to play, uh, to move your character, um, and using some kind of a gimmick in order to uh, find a way through. And what's best about it, though, I gotta say, is that story. I mean, it starts to delve down a dark path, for the character himself you know you're you're thinking of this as the hero and it might not end up quite that way you know because he starts taking drastic measures um the only thing is i will say the end feels kind of tacked on um it's a nice ending but that's what i mean it feels like undeserved like there's no redemption story here or no um comeuppance payment for his crimes type of thing Uh, but it's a Wild ride the entire time there and then you get this sort of tacked on happy ending and it just felt kind of out of place I don't know it, it still liked it. It was still great um, It still fits in with the world that they created with the story they uh, were following and yeah So it, it's really interesting really cool. I would say this is definitely the one to pick up. That's why it's number one moving on to mentions first off the honorable mention would be Maestria. I think that's how you say it. It might be Maestria, like Maestro, because it definitely is supposed to be like music. Um, Just the way it's spelled, it looks like Maestria to me. It's a really cool game, very interesting, and uh, has the isometric look, but it's not the same type of gameplay, actually. You don't move around paths at all. In fact, the whole puzzle aspect, the gimmick, you might say, is uh, that it has all these different bells you have to hit, and from your spot on this on these uh, different levels, um, you can ring out this uh, you know circle that starts to widen. And if it hits the bell, ta-da, you win. Um, the only thing is, it starts to get really complicated because you have different colored bells eventually. So now you have to make it so these bells ring, and then they have to hit another bell that's green. Or uh, the you know gold bells hit only hit gold bells, reds only reds. And the only thing is also, you start to get different enemies. And the look of it is really great, I gotta say. Um, they have this whole world in the background going on, like a city, things like that. It does use the same sort of uh, rigid type of stone tile places. And uh, you know, little spires with the dang little flags. Um, but it still has a world outside that. So you have, uh, you know, what looks like you're actually in a city then eventually you get into these dark areas where there's scarecrow versions of you that make it so um, whenever you, you know, widen your circle of of sound, it'll close it back up if it hits one of them or which makes the puzzles even more trickier, like because now you have to hit this bell twice, you know, Um, so you'll open it up and it'll hit the bell and then it'll hit the scarecrow and then close back up again. you have shadow versions of you you have all these different versions that make it so everything that you're doing is completely different whether it makes it so it just stops your ringing completely or it makes it so it uh, does something completely different you know so it's really interesting really difficult but really fun and it i believe it is a priced game i don't remember the price i don't even remember if it was a priced game i think it was a $4.99 game if it was priced so yeah that's definitely one to play i would say because it's just awesome i know it's not the same type of gameplay that's why it's an honorable mention but it was a fun game with an interesting narrative as well a uh, uh, sort of happy-go-lucky type thing but still it's a good good story um as for honor and uh, dishonorable mentions oh we uh Odie's dimension well for one Ella's Dimension, Odie's Dimension. I don't feel like that was like a copy, though. But what it is a copy of is Daragon, the game I already went at number nine. Uh, Yeah, it's basically the same game. I mean, the look of it is the same type of levels, but the only thing is uh, they have this translucent type of... I don't know how to explain that. This translucent, almost, color scheme. It's almost psychedelic, in fact. Um, The only thing is... It doesn't matter what it looks like because, uh, I mean, the character, he looks okay. He's uh, this kid. He doesn't really fit in this thing at all Uh, worse than than Ella from Ella's Dimensions because Ella sort of feels like a fish out of water. This feels like somehow they just dumped something from a totally different game into this game and it doesn't quite work. The character looks great, but other than that, it doesn't work with the game they're putting him in. Um, as well as, of course, it's just, a, almost a carbon copy. I mean, not exactly, you know, they change it up a bit, but the first level was basically the same as the first level of Daragon. The second level, or, you know, like how I said in Daragon, there's these, uh, different layers where you have to follow the path of the top layer, on the top layer, um, by seeing the paths on the second layer or the third layer as well. They do that exact same thing, just a little bit different on the variant of, uh, you know, uh, paths. So, yeah, it just felt like a complete copy, almost plagiarism, you know. I eventually stopped playing because I didn't want to support that, you know. They actually even made a second game, $4.99, for this game that has tons of, like, issues. You you can't quite tap right. Um, It has a bit of glitches as well. So they made a second game that's worth 99 cents. And it's like, well, I don't know. Maybe that's actually a good game. Maybe it's not a plagiarist type copy of exact copy of, you know, a different game like this. But it's uh, it's supporting someone who already did that. So I don't want to, you know, play it. I'm not saying, you know, go play this, download it and talk crap on the developer. They did put work into it. It takes work and programming in order to make a game. The only thing is, the puzzles themselves very much felt like a lot of the same levels. A whole bunch of games for you to try out. Um, uh, There are uh, some free ones on this list. I I think I've named those off. There you go. Hopefully, that's expanded your library a little bit, and you'll have some uh, good times with that if you're a fan of that genre. To get buried alive, like and subscribe, and get notified to be revived next time. Die, everybody.